The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We all come to this world with a purpose. Our soul-level values and honors are decided before we're born. Once we are here, it is our job to find our purpose and access the highest level of guidance that is already inside of us. Welcome to Soul Sessions with Solstice. When you decide to allow, instead of resist, your life will become so much happier. Now here are your hosts, Delana Davis and Rita McRae. Welcome to Soul Sessions with Solstice. I am Rita Faith McRae and I'm here with Delana Davis. Welcome. We are excited for today's show. We've had a three-part series on intuition. Our first was introducing you to what is intuition and how do we embrace our intuitive self. The second was all around practice makes perfect. How can we establish a daily practice? And I hope that you all have been executing on that daily practice. And today we are excited to talk about developing your creative voice and we have a surprise later on in in the show uh so what is our creative voice and how do you discover it uh delane and i have been pondering this for quite a bit and when we think about our voice we think about the freedom of speech and self-expression so how does all of that play into and with our intuition we see it as an opportunity to share our values and beliefs our cares and hurts with the world. So where does your creative part fall into this? When you think about what are you create, what are you creative at? What do you enjoy and what brings you passion? Think about those. Where do, where do you see yourself and find yourself laughing and, and just having a ball? Having a voice doesn't necessarily mean being a politician or public speaker. Your art form is a voice. Whether you're an artist or writer or someone who loves fashion, like my my (laughs) co-lead here, or a musician, and the list goes on. A creative voice can take on so many forms. And Delina, tell us, how has your creative voice, what form has that taken for you? That's such a great question. So when I think back to when I was younger... I loved art. So in my grammar school, they had this special art. I don't know how you got selected, but I got selected. And so at a very young age, working with my hands, you know, whether it was creating a macrame, remember macrame plant holder, (laughs) or painting or what have you. So while that was my natural inclination when I was younger, as I went through school, I also became very drawn to statistics. So for the longest time, I didn't self-identify as a creative, but for anybody that knows me, they'd say, oh, yes, you are. Mm. So for me, it comes through when I'm at home, when I bake and when I cook, just having a creative burst. Those that know me well know I will literally pop out of bed at six in the morning on a Saturday. And when the house wakes up and everybody comes downstairs, they're like, you're doing what? I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, the scones are made. There's a chili in the crock pot and <laughs> what have you. And so when I, if I'm going to blow up the kitchen, I blow up the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So for me, the creative outlet will be cooking and baking. But even when I'm business writing, so in that corporate world where I'd be working with statistics and market research data, how I visualize the data and how I told the story was so important because I'd be taking 
potentially a very complicated problem and bringing in multiple inputs. And if I just try to spill it out in raw data form, it would be drinking from the fire hydrant. So I literally would have whiteboard, well, you know, because you see it every day around every me. Every day. <laughs> paper everywhere, Sharpies, markers, and I always <laughs> be drawing out, like, how can I visual help the, my, my audience visualize the answer to this problem in a way that's not thre- non-threatening? So, you know, while on paper, I might look like, a, nope, you're a numbers person, you're a solution finder. The truth is, without having that creative burst for how to bring it to life in a way that makes sense, um, you know, the story would fall flat on its head. So, and of course, you know, even for sure when I'm dressing, but, um, but even in workouts. So when you wake up in the morning and your body's craving something, tapping into yourself to say, what does my body crave today? My schedule says I'm supposed to run, but my body wants gentle movement and it's going to be yoga. So I think this, when we think about creativity, it's a great invitation to think about creativity comes in every element of our life if, if we give ourselves permission to call it that. That's right. And I have to say, I have been blessed to benefit from those creative bursts of all of your baking and cooking because it is phenomenal. And I will say that that is not part of my creative burst to be in the kitchen. (laughs) Absolutely not. However, I have discovered that my passion and my voice is my voice. It is that ability to listen to others and I'm very much attuned to what are they saying and how are they saying it? What is their body saying? And are they aligned or is there some incongruency happening? I love that. The psychology of people. And, and my voice. I love to speak. I love to laugh. Uh, I love to have other, make other people laugh. And that certainly uh, now, I realize, is absolutely a big part of my passion and purpose in this life. Um, many times in elementary school and growing up, I was always getting in trouble for speaking. I was always the one who was being put to the desk outside, outside of the, <laughs> Me too. Of the room. <laughs> but I was okay with that because there were people in the hall that I could talk to. <laughs> awesome. So I was totally fine with that. Uh, but I, I also realized that I was uh, speaking through journaling. I was a very big journaler and I loved it. I could just put everything on the paper. I could share it or not share it. Although Uh, One of my best friends in high school, Courtney, she and I actually shared a journal for many years. I would have it for a week. She would have it for a week. I would have it for a week. Oh, my gosh. You have to publish that. (laughs) You can change all the names. We we would have to change all the names. Your friend, (laughs) Courtney. No disrespect to the Courtney if she's listening out there. That's (laughs) right. And it was so fun. It was so fun to to read her words and and to listen to her emotions and her feelings and what was going on. And many times it was sim- we were going through similar things. Uh, but I just love that we shared that experience. Uh, and I recently was able to share with many of my friends some of my journals from college that I I had them write in my journal. Um, we were talking about boys and our our future husbands and. For them, for me to be able to give them those pages in their own handwriting in my journal, oh my god, it was so touching and memorable, and of course, just you know, a tearjerker. And I love it. I love the power of the word. I love the power of our voice, and I'm excited to see where uh, my purpose leads me with all of this. I actually still have a plastic bag, and it's all my notes. Not all of them, but a lot of them from mm-hmm. middle school. And to read them, they are just laugh out loud funny. So <laughs> our generation, we have that benefit where old school, pre-cell phone, um, 
Right, like folding the note in a football, right? That's right. <laughs> the yes, no, maybe boxes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I actually, when I think more about it, middle school was when I started doing a lot of poetry writing. So I used to keep journals as well. So my problem would be I would be in class and not paying attention. And mm-hmm. I, I gave the illusion of taking notes, but really I'd be writing some poem and I'd read them. My dad would read my poems and he'd be like, paradoxed? Or paradoxed, you can't, or perplexed, you can't feel perplexed, you're only in eighth grade, you don't even know what perplexed means. And I actually used to, like, study the dictionary, and I started, like, <laughs> so I just remember back then, my teachers would look at me like, why do you know that word? But I'd rock them in my poems, so. I love it, I love it. So I want us to introduce today uh, a term called spiritual creativity, and a spiritual creative. I've heard this, we've heard this term being used and people identifying themselves as a spiritual creative and we thought wow like what is that are there other people out there that are identifying as this term and what does that really mean so let's get into the definition uh what does spiritual creative really mean why is it an important term as a motivator for our creative lives And a spiritual creative is someone who feels called or led or guided to their artistic work by a higher power. They serve this higher power by trying to get out of their own way. And I love that idea, right? We've been talking about intuition uh, in just that manner. Us, the human side of us, getting out of that way and trusting that the higher, our higher self, what is it saying and what is it asking us to do? So uh, there's there's a woman at my church who does beautiful work, and every time she brings it in or shares it with us, she says, I, I just was led. I didn't even know this was going to be the end result. It, uh, you know, when I started, I, I had no idea, but the colors were speaking to me. The movements of my brush or my, my fingers or my hands were just telling me exactly where to go and what to do. And I just love that idea. Uh, do you feel like your poems or your your baking lead you to a certain place oh, or space? It's funny. I just got chills when you asked the question. One of the poems I wrote in eighth grade, it ended up, I entered it into a literary competition. And at the time, I, I guess I didn't have an awareness of what qualified as something, you know, good or not good. So of the pieces I submitted, I thought of it as my weakest piece. And then at the competition, when they started reading it, they said, this young individual has mastered a technique that, you know, that many adults, many adults try and cannot. And I'm like, really? I just made stuff up and wrote it down and turns out it's a thing. So, so yeah, so now I didn't have the awareness back then, but now I, I look back and I'm like, clearly I was tapped into something and um, getting in that flow. So mm-hmm. obviously writers and artists, musicians, I'll talk, or even business people when you're in that flow and, you know, you look at the clock and all of a sudden four hours went by and you feel like you, what the, what the heck? I felt like I was here for a few minutes. So mm-hmm. for sure that flow, and you talked in an earlier show about Mozart and That's right. being in that flow. Even Billy Joel talks about that song in the middle of the night, right? If you hear him, if you Google or if you YouTube him, he talks about how it would, there was this riff in his head and he couldn't, it wouldn't stop until he got it down on paper. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it is that special place that that's also that intuitive place. That's right. I love that. And it's the value, right? We may not know the meaning of why that riff had to come, or we may may not know the meaning of why the words had to be placed exactly where they were in that sequential order, but there's a meaning and a value that is just driving us and drawing us and we're being called to. I also feel like it's a responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. It's a responsibility to, to tell the truth through our art. 
And I just I love the idea of us being able to express ourselves in that kind of way and bring that deep meaning, the higher power, the, the ritual, uh, the ritualistic art to that, um, which we're going to talk about earlier, uh, later on in the show. So what do, what do you think that means, finding the truth or exploring that truth through art? What do you think your truth that, that you're sharing with the world? I look at it like you use the word responsibility, but as you know, we have amazing people come through here at Solstice. And this was really the, the invitation for us to bring Debbie on the show that we always say, like, you have this beautiful gift and you have a light and you can't keep it to yourself anymore. So uh, really the genesis of this show was Rita was leading, as you know, you were reading a, a group and all of a sudden it came out, there were multiple closet writers in the circle and we're mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. And so that from that conversation, that un- unplanned conversation birthed this idea that we need to have this writer's clinic here at Solstice and, and so many people, I mean, they don't even know what they're capable of until they commit pen to paper and, and see what comes out. So, yeah, to me, I look at it like it's your higher self trying to communicate, like yourself, big S, communicating to yourself, little s. And, it, and if you're writing just for you, you, you know, you're not hamstrung by, oh, what if it sounds bad? Like, nope, you just let it flow and see what comes up. That's right. I love that. Uh, and I love that the idea that the truth that is leading us or, or speaking through us uh, is trying to tell us something about the human condition, uh, something about how things work or what's important to life or are we missing something? Uh, it brings me to uh, one of my favorite reggae musicians and singers, Bob, Mar- Bob Marley, which I know many of us love. Um, and when you think of Bob, he was a man on a mission. He was not just bringing popular music. And although when he started, reggae was not popular. Uh, many people did not enjoy that sound um, that we, we appreciate so much now. Uh, but Bob was bringing a, a bigger, higher message of love and compassion and truth uh, in, a, in a very difficult uh, time uh, for, for many of us outside of just the Jamaican borders, but uh, in other troubled lands. So, you know, clearly there was something driving him. Uh, and I just love that idea. Stay tuned as we welcome Deborah Slack with us from Tallinn, Connecticut, who will share all about her craft and creativity with writing. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. 
Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Soul Sessions with Solstice. To reach the show, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to radio at solsticesp.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Soul Sessions with Solstice. I am excited to share we have Debbie Slack with us from Tallinn, Connecticut. Debbie is a firm believer that everyone's writing has value. She's been writing for over 30 years. She has written several children's picture books, completed her first novel, Henry Cooper and the Gutsy Girls, and she is presently seeking an agent to represent her work for publication. So big welcome to Debbie to Soul Sessions with Solstice. Thank you. Hello. It's so good to be here. Thank you both. You're welcome. (laughs) We're excited to have you. This is a a wonderful and and exciting topic to talk about developing your creativity through your voice. And I know clearly after 30 years of writing and playing with words, you have certainly found your voice and to share it with our listeners. Well, it's quite a pleasure to be here. And, you know, there was sometimes you move forward and other times you stumble. And there's always people, thankfully, that are there to help pick you up and move on your way. That's right. Um, it's been a wonderful, wonderful journey. Wonderful. Excellent. I'm happy to be here. And, you know, Delaine and Rita had mentioned, we're speaking about how to develop your creative voice. And the term encompasses many passions, many forms of expression. Painting, dancing, knitting, shout out to my sister, sewing, <laughs> gardening, to name a few. For me, being creative often takes me to my writing room. Your writing room is a place where you feel safe. Negative critics aren't allowed to enter. It is a place of wonder, of daydreams, to invite your pen to fly across the page. When you try to visualize your writing space, you might picture that office with a fabulous view, a massive desk with a cushy chair, and the fastest laptops that will almost write your story for you. (laughs) But you don't need any of that. Because waiting for all that to manifest doesn't propel you forward. It delays you. Besides, you don't want the weight of that perfect office space to apply pressure to your new beginnings by expecting a certain level of performance before you even get started. Mm, That's right. Who needs that? (laughs) Stephen King addresses his perfect office in the book on writing a memoir of craft. By the way, a must-read for every writer. Mm. He explains how he purchased a huge desk he called the T-Rex and that he placed it in the middle of a spacious, skylighted study. But the desk and the placement of it failed him. He struggled there. 
It was the smaller desk he later purchased and shunned and shoved under the comfort of the eaves that truly encouraged him to write. For me, my writing room has changed, progressed along with my life, but I have always gravitated to being in my own little corner. However, some of my dearest friends, they prefer to write in the loudest cafes, mm-hmm. at a busy airport or an overcrowded bus. Day-to-day noises silence their monkey minds. I have also jotted notes in a restaurant, the sidelines of a soccer field and the back of a plane on those tiny napkins. That's right. (laughs) But I prefer my quiet space. However, finding quiet within a busy household can be a challenge unto itself. For years, my hand-me-down desk was shoved in the corner of our bedroom where all four children and both of the dogs found me, and it always seemed they were in need of something to eat. (laughs) My husband started closing the door, and he taped a sign that read, Do not enter. Mom at work. See dad. (laughs) The children were young. They were barely able to read. (laughs) I think looking back, my husband hung it on the door more for me as much as for the children. By the way, I saved that note with its fingerprint of grape jelly, and I framed it. <laughs> which the class has seen, actually. I love that you brought that into the last writing class. <laughs> Having that little bit thumbprint or finger, <laughs> fingerprint of the jelly is just classic. <laughs> <laughs> it's so precious. And it makes me laugh when I look at it. Other times, though, it reminds me that it doesn't matter who's knocking at my door. Mm. Now it's time to honor my craft. That's right. I love that you said that. Right? Yes, honor is so important. And I know we're, we're going to get into it, but I love that you said that. Thank you. Years later, when my husband went to MIT, we rented a house for the summer in Cambridge, Mass. And the computers back then were huge. And our family computer was located in the basement. Getting time without a child pacing, anxious for his turn, was a challenge. Mm. So I'd sneak down there at 5 a.m. in the morning before the house woke to grab interrupted time to write. And later when we relocated to Connecticut, I couldn't find a place, a spare desk, anywhere to call my own. My mother's dear friend, who's like my Auntie Mame, she's (laughs) exciting, came to my rescue. She was thrilled to find a small window in my walk-in closet. And before I realized what she was planning on, she started pulling everything out. Oh, jeez. And while my husband was at work, we emptied my closet and shoved everything into his. (laughs) (laughs) While my husband was okay with it. Um, he could barely get into his closet. It was kind of funny. But we moved on and we got two old file cabinets and set them in my empty closet apart from each other under the, under the pole overhead. And we found an old section of a countertop in our basement. Don't, don't ask me why there was a countertop in the basement. Okay. Please. And we placed that across the file cabinets, which made the perfect writing surface. We added a chair, hung a bulletin board, and plugged in a desk lamp using a really long extension cord. It was such a rush. I was overjoyed and in my glory. I wrote essays, worked on my novel, and dreamt in that space. Since my children have flown the nest, I have officially come out of the closet. All right! (laughs) I've moved into a room where I can hear the birds sing or watch the snow fall. Is it fancy, you might ask? No. The furniture doesn't match, but I treasure each piece. The space welcomes my writing mind, with the shelves that hold my collection of all my special writing books, the large bulletin boards that are covered in pictures, prompts for inspiration, Wonderful. and the assortment of seashells, feathers, and stones that are scattered about. 
There are always papers and pens within reach and a beloved lamp that shines on the darkest of days. For each of us, our writing space is different. And the key for everyone is to think about where can I find my own little corner to be creative? What do I need when I'm there? Try some different places out. The quiet library, the bustling subway, the corner of your basement. You'll know when you find it. It's the place where your pen easily moves across the page. Oh, Deb, that's wonderful. I love the evolution of that you've just shared with our listeners. And, and I think that's where it starts. It's to find that space. And as you mentioned, it's different for everybody. And it clearly does not matter <laughs> if it's a hole in the wall or in the closet. <laughs> It'll work. It'll work. It'll work. So as you're taking in all that Deb just shared with you, think about where's your space? Where could be your space? And, and, and what do you want to see? What do you want to feel in that space? Uh, I will share with you, I didn't have a space. Uh, and now I claim that I'm a writer. I didn't at first. So that's the first thing is yes. to declare and recognize what is that creativity that is asking and asking to be to be shared. What is that truth that you are to, to share with the world? Uh, so I first had to declare that Yep, I want to read and I want to write and I actually want to have a space for that. And then it was, where could that space be? Where could that space be? So I had to envision that space. And then I looked in, into my second bedroom that was there but was a mess. So then the third step was I needed to clean. <laughs> we can all relate. Yes. But once I did... Once I, I envisioned and I could see myself there, once I cleaned it out and it was just a, an open room, then I, I started to co-create in the space. Mm -hmm. And I could see this beautiful black desk, but I knew I didn't want to spend any more than $10 for that desk. So I said, you know what, universe, make it happen. <laughs> make it happen. And one morning was early... Early in the morning, I had just gotten off of work, and I saw this sign for a uh, sale. And there was all this stuff outside, and I'm like, you know, I just had this feeling to, to pull in there. So I did. And lo and behold, there was this black desk there and on sale for $5. Yes. And I said, are you kidding? <laughs> then it was the, how the heck am I getting this in my car? <laughs> So it was, it was so fun. It was so much fun to play with the universe and to play with my own self in terms of this is something. This is something that is really trying to speak to you and trying to come out. So yes. I love that you shared, shared your evolution and that, that journey and path of just find that space mm -hmm. and make it your own. That's right. And I like it too, Reet, that it was so important that you said, I am a writer. Mm -hmm. That's the next step. As soon as you put words down on the page. Mm -hmm. Let that tell you, I am, I am. Mm -hmm. Take that in, absorb it, because it's part. The more you say that, the more you can grow with it. That's right. right. That's right. Many of you that know me know that I love Joel Osteen. That is my boy. And he uh, has this wonderful book and recordings, and it's all it's all about the I am. That uh, The I am is the word of God. And when you say I am, 
whatever it is. I am beautiful. I am creative. I am intuitive. I am strong. You are speaking to your higher self, but you're also speaking to the universe. So I invite all of our listeners to say that as many times as you can throughout the day. And even if you meet someone along the way and you love how they are, like, oh, they are so charismatic, then you immediately turn that around and say, I am charismatic. Even if you don't feel that you are right yet, but you will. And the more that you say it, the more that you declare it and state it, it will be. So we, uh, if you're wanting to call in, and share with us your stories of creativity and share with us your stories of finding that space or even maybe your, your story of how it is that you have discovered that creative voice within you. The, our number is 866-472-5788. And you can also email us at radio at solstice. S O L S T I C E S P. Follow us on LinkedIn. Follow us on Twitter. Twitter at Solstice SP, or you can like us on Facebook, Solstice Strategy Partners. Stay tuned to the next segment. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Aliens with Gas, we are the extraterrestrial rock show airing every Saturday afternoon on the voiceamerica.com variety channel. <laughs> Whatever happens out and about, it kind of dictates our conversation. For sure. And we like to tie in a little bit of the past and obviously keep it real current. And real current was a couple nights ago right here in Phoenix, a phenomenon happened. On Thursday night. Phenomenon. Do, 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 do. <laughs> phenomenon. Do, 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 do. Phenomenon. Do, do. All right, never mind. <laughs> That's every Saturday right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Soul Sessions with Solstice. To reach the show, call in to 1-866-472-5788. 
That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to radio at solstice.sp.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome to Soul Sessions with Solstice. We are excited that you are here. We have Debbie Slack from Tallinn, Connecticut, who is a 30-year veteran of writing, sharing with us her tips uh, on, on writing, but also developing that creative voice. What does she do? What has she done over the past 30 years to develop that voice and find that confidence in in that voice. Uh, Debbie, earlier in the break, excuse me, before the break, you were talking about how declaring what it is that you are, declaring what it is that you want to do is so important. And can you share with our listeners an earlier experience uh, of when you learned that language had power? You know, I... Yes, I can. And it really goes back. I think I was in sixth grade. I have an older brother who's two years older than I am. And there was an essay. So I should just back up a little bit and say we we grew up out on Long Island in a podunk and little farm town. I mean, and they brought children in from on buses from like 45 minutes away to fill the school. So the school went from kindergarten through eighth grade. Mm. And my brother was big time because he was an eighth grader. And it was this essay contest for the American veterans. And it was all about the top topic was about being a proud American. And I remember at home watching my brother work on it, you know, regularly at night. It was really important to him. And I remember my parents constantly encouraging him, you know, just do the best you can. That's and, right. Yeah. And my brother ended up winning. Oh, and wow. to be in the you know, auditorium when they announced his name. Of course, my mom was crying, and then my dad started crying. My dad played Latin. I was crying, and I think we all went out to ice cream after, so that of was like bonus. <laughs> ice cream makes everything better. Oh, it was. It was uh-huh. like, yes, this is what you got. So I think that's the first time that writing really moved me on this inner level because Absolutely. it was like, wow, look at what he did. And and the best part was like his, he was so happy. He was overjoyed. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, so that was quite, quite a moment. Wonderful. I love that you speak to joy, right? Because that is part of what is leading you. And what is your, what your intuition is leading you to is what makes you happy? What brings you joy? What puts a smile on your face? So if you hear me asking these questions and you're saying, I don't know. I'm not sure. We're inviting you to pay attention, to notice what you're noticing. When are you smiling? Who are you around that's making you smile? What are you engaged in and what are you doing? And see where that leads you. So, Deb, earlier you said that creating the space, creating a space is the first step. Yes. Right? Second is declaring, what am I going to do? What am I going to do in that space? Right? That's Mm -hmm. the next uh, so what do you think is is the next step? What are we going to do in that space? So a second key to developing your creative voice is finding the time to actively write. We can all say we're writers, but you really have to sit your butt in the chair and write, and then you can say you're writing. That's right. And <laughs> some New York Times bestselling authors work on their craft for a certain period of time per day, while other famous authors grant themselves the time needed in order to complete writing a certain number of pages or word per day. If you could write a page a day, say from January 1st to the following December 31st, you could produce 365 pages. I love that idea. Yeah, how realistic is that? <laughs> <laughs> Not very, but it's a good idea. It's a good idea. <laughs> so 
A writing schedule, whether it's defined by how many hours used or pages completed, is imperative. However, we are all moving so fast, That's right. trying to keep up, that we feel overwhelmed and can't imagine cramming in one more thing. Natalie Goldberg has written some wonderful books about writing, which of course are on my shelf, and she addresses scheduling in her book, Thunder and Lightning, Cracking Open the Writer's Craft. And she says, and I quote, be pragmatic about structuring your time. If next Tuesday you're free from 10 to 10.30 in the morning, good, mark it down. Do you have another window of time? For how long? Be specific. Jot it down, 4 to 5.30 on a Friday, got it. But then she says, let's push it further. Where will you write? End of quote. I, I love the idea of jotting it down. Uh, in the group that we had at Solstice just the other day, we were talking about that scheduling time for yourself making that a divine appointment for yourself. We are these divine beings and stepping into that for a divine appointment. So I love this idea, again, of scheduling it in, bookmarking it yes. for you. Yes. I love that. And I feel that this practice of looking at your calendar for openings as opportunities to write works well. It, it grants you the freedom to create a writing schedule around your life schedule. Absolutely. Right? And try to find as many openings in your calendar and use them as opportunities to write. And I appreciate, too, that Natalie also invited the where into the plan. As I mentioned, I prefer sitting at my desk. But if I limit myself to only writing there, I limit all the time available to me when I'm out in the world. So please be aware of all those moments that suddenly open up with your day and make the most of them. Whether you find 10 minutes at Starbucks while you're sipping your grande latte, grab your hat, <laughs> or you're waiting for your children to finish their ballet or soccer practice or singing lessons, grab your pen. Or maybe you're between office meetings and have 20 minutes of solitude, grab your pen. Mm. The more you create time to write, the more you're immersed in you become in your writing life, the easier it will be for your pen to naturally flow across the page. Oh, Deb, thank you. I love that. And I love the ease that I'm feeling with all of that that you just said. It's, it doesn't have to be a concrete hour or half an hour. It's yes. where the time is allotted. It's where you can freely and effortlessly and easily find that space and time. Yes. That, that, to me, sounds doable. Because yes. you're right. Life is so busy and so crazy. We have so many responsibilities. And truly, we're not really focused and present on any one thing. Mm -hmm. So being able to settle down for a moment and just focus with our pen and our paper, it just sounds peaceful. It does. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> uh, you know, I love this idea of either it being an amount of, of writing or an amount of work or if it's easier that day to be in a lot of time. Yes. Uh, I know for myself, especially when I was thinking about and focusing on like leveling up and, and taking that next, that next leap, it really brought me to what, what are you being consistent in? What, mm -hmm. how are you setting up your mornings? How are you setting up your evenings so that you have this flow so that I can actually see that I do have time to be in this space to write? And I'm so blessed that I found, uh, and it wasn't really me because it was somehow brought to me, um, the Hal Elrod 
and The 10-Minute Morning. I absolutely love this book, uh, and most of you who know me, I speak about it a lot because it was so important. It still is. And having these, uh, what he calls habit stacking, Hal gives us six step, a six-step routine which uses this concept of habit stacking, where you can, what are those things that I know that I want to add into my life, whether it be to sit and put the pen to the paper, whether it be to sit and read, whatever it is, you can stack these habits, and it doesn't matter about how much time that you're using or that you're giving to it. It's the fact of doing it. So I would say I really want to read before I go to bed, but instead of saying that, I would say after I brush my teeth, I will read. And I just created this habit that once I do this, then this will happen, right? Yes. And, it, and it happens. And then you start to build this momentum. And then you feel so good and you feel confident. Mm-hmm. And, and you're actually going and, and you're thinking to yourself, wait, I'm doing it. Wait, I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's right. I love that. And so just to to recap, how six habits, which I do every morning, I love them. And it truly has changed uh, my trajectory of my my purpose and my passion. Uh, And they are silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading and scribing or, or writing or journaling. And that there's an acronym for that, which is SAVERS. So if you think SAVERS, silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing. And just try it. I invite all of our listeners just to try it. I was amazed what happened with my own life and what continues to happen. And just as Debbie has shared, just create some time. It's amazing how much time we actually really do have in our day. So that is amazing how much time we have. And what can we do with that time, Deb? Well, I think a a really important key to moving forward is commitment. And the act of committing is important, but I have to admit, I don't like the sound of the word. It feels like it's carrying stifling implications. Webster defines commitment as a state or instant of being obligated. Yuck, that doesn't feel good. No, not at all. (laughs) I prefer words like trust, pledge, vow, promise. Yes. So let's speak to promises. A promise to yourself. Before you can find your promise, you might consider what does this new creative adventure mean to you? What are your goals? Where do you hope this road will take you? Do you dream of becoming a poem, an essayist? Maybe you want to start journaling. So promise yourself to write every night before bed for 20 minutes. Perhaps you want to write essays about your family. So promise yourself you're going to write Monday through Friday about life around the dinner table. Or maybe you're just beginning and your promise consists of writing three days a week for five minutes. That's all good. It's great. Once you understand what your promise is and what action is necessary to follow through, write it down. Create a note to yourself and place it on your dresser, your fridge. Declare when you will show up and what you'll do. That promise will help carry you through all those other moments when life's pounding on the door and your creative voice gets shoved under the bed along with the dust bunnies and all your forgotten hopes and wishes. <laughs> how, how many hopes and dreams and wishes do we know that have been shoved under the bed with the dust bunnies? <laughs> Sad but true. Thank you, Deb, for, for creating that visual. I had such a visual of those, those lost things that we have have just let go of. Maybe because of the fear of that commitment or the fear of that promise. And I have a dear friend, Reverend Nikki, who used to always say, Rita, recommit, dear, recommit. 
So I invite all of you, if there's a commitment or a promise that you made that is laying under the bed with the dust bunnies, recommit. So join us, uh, stay tuned and join us for, as we wrap up with Deb and the developing your creative voice. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are. In the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for Voice America. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Soul Sessions with Solstice. To reach the show, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to radio at solsticesp.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everyone. We're back. It's Delana Davis and Rita McRae. You're listening to Soul Sessions with Solstice. We just had a riveting interview with Debbie Slack, uh, our quasi-in-house writer. So in listening to their conversation, the thing that came to mind for me was how writing gives us the ability to memorialize things, these milestone moments in our life. And as we get older, these little things that seem like big things when we were younger can often be you know, lost in the shuffle. And so what came to mind for me was you know, I always want to bring things in relating to professional growth and development since the business stuff is what gets me jazzed. So I think about, I was in a leadership role when I was in chorus in high school, and you probably all, if you remember, had a chamber singers. So I was the president of choir, we're on some bus trip, and I had a moment that teenagers will often face where I might have done something that is not leadership-like in the back of the bus. Mm. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Well, listen, if Rita, if Rita could get put in the hallway for talking, I could, I could you know, make an error in judgment. So anyway, um, it ended up being, at the time, a very hard thing for me. Um, I was taken out of my president role with two two weeks left of high school, and it was devastating. And I think the person that was hurt more than me in it was actually my dad, and he is an amazing poet. So I'd like to share something he wrote that's framed on my wall here at Solstice, and it's called In the Political Chamber of Singers. Alas, the spirit sings in pain and joy with wings folded innocently to the delight of others' envy. A point of leadership arrived upon 
unfolding her wings in a mild whirlwind, showing the loneliness of her throne while the king turned his head. Feathers fell as the somber spirit fled on foot instead of wind. Tears rained down on the maker of the spirit, and they were caught and counted. It seemed the king of the chamber had lost touch with his own spirit and would lower himself to be mayor. The maker of the spirit spoke, does not the king of chamber know? The eye of the spirit is blind and holds only the purest of rain. Should not a king of chamber's heart beat, but only to glimpse the spirit? And the spirit unraveled her wings to lift him above his own doubts. The king is weak. The spirit unraveled. The song sung. The tears dried. Come September, the chamber of 1993 will have died. So I read these words. And it, You know, it really speaks to when you're in a leadership position, you're not allowed to be like everybody else. You're, you're, the bar is higher. And if you were to act as everyone else, there's a penalty. And uh, it, was, it was a painful memory, but I look back on it and I think that, you know, that was a character building experience. And so, um, and my dad memorialized this memory for me in this beautiful poem. Wow, it's beautiful. And I love how your father was able to speak to the pain the, the way that he did. And uh, it, it just, it's touching and, and it, it brings me to, um, you know, we're talking about writing and, and how we can elicit those prompts and those ideas. And uh, I would love for Deb to share with us, what do you do? How do you elicit uh, ideas and prompts? Clearly, Delana's father had this experience of Delana and the leadership and, and the error of judgment. But look what came out of that, right? Uh, that was a beautiful, moving piece, Delana. Um, just just lovely. And, you know, I think just being aware prompts are come in many forms and it might be a memory, a line of a poem, a couple of random words. It can be as simple as a blue jay's feather or brilliant sparkling diamond. When you use prompts, typically you set a timer and it could be three minutes, five, ten, whatever you like. The beauty of a prompt is twofold. First, it helps inspire ideas. Plus, you're racing against the clock. It doesn't give your inner critic time to criticize the value of the work. Or the error of judgment. You'll never know what it was. <laughs> Unless you have friends in Naugatuck, Connecticut. From the class in 1993. Call would in. Know. Call in. Or don't. <laughs> Send an email, please. Um, you know, I think that uh, prompts are just an amazing tool. And just from a prompt, I remember years ago, one of my uh, writing teachers, we, she had us collect folders of pictures of people and animals and scenes. And um, one of the pictures I cut out from Life magazine was of a little girl. Her hair was wrapped up in a towel. All you saw was her face. And she had the most luminous, brown, pleading eyes. And from that picture, just from that picture, is where I wrote my novel from. You know, so wow. over 100,000 words later, here was the story of this little girl I named Margaret Mary. And a prompt can be anything. You just have to be open to it. What speaks to you, what calls you. Um, one Another kind of prompt is our senses and using all five of the senses. So, of course, we can 
Um, I just have to give you an example of this. I, Rita, I have to tell this story. So, Go ahead, please. Uh, you know, there's taste, touch, hear, smell, or see. And a way of using a prompt here, perhaps you found 15 minutes to write while sitting in the back booth of Bluestone Diner. Mm-hmm. Your blank paper is staring at you, begging you to begin. And your pen looks kind of lonely. You close your eyes and you simply listen. Did the door bang closed? Who's yelling back in the kitchen about order number five? And what is that swishing noise open your head? Open your eyes. Start writing. You only have 17 minutes left. How does the sugar jar feel in your hand? Is it crusty? Is the coffee cup handle smooth or chipped? Besides the waitress smelling like a blend of coffee and lilac, what else catches your attention? Write it down as fast as you can. Look around. Take note of the older couple in the booth by the door and how he constantly looks at her as if he's trying to take in every breath they have left together. Write it down. Time's up. (laughs) You have pages. Some of the details you'll cast aside, but the bones of the setting are there. You know it. You grab your notepad, head out the door smiling. You're going to call it Life in the Diner. You can't wait to dig in and move the story forward. And that's exciting. That's the joy of writing. Thank you, Deb. Thank you for speaking to the joy. Thank you for giving our listeners the prompt of their senses. We have these senses anytime, anywhere, and any place we go. I I am so appreciative for you to join Delane and I today to share your craft with us and helping our listeners to develop that creative voice and to give them some easy tips and tools on how to get started. And it doesn't have to be overwhelming. It doesn't have to be a daunting, another daunting task that needs to be done. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me here, girls. It was a lot of fun. Well, we are very privileged because every other week, Deb leads a writing clinic here. And if you listen to our first show, we gave you that writing assignment and we got some fun um, submissions. So it's, it's amazing what we can come up with when our higher self is trying to speak through us. And so we see this very much as a, um, you know, this is a step in the journey to happiness and, and getting to know yourself. And if it is a gift you want to share, sharing that gift with the world. So we're very lucky to have her so close. And, you know, a takeaway from today's show, um, you know, we've been talking about creating that and developing your creative voice. And creativity is like any other skill. And it needs to be nourished. Uh, So it's important to remember to find that space, create that time to to be in that space, and to develop that promise or commitment. What is that going to be? And always recognize and realize that you can recommit that promise or recommit your commitment. So next week, we're actually going to be talking about a topic I love that was one of my LinkedIn articles. I'm an avid LinkedIn article writer. And it's called, Our Medium's the New Life Coach? So, of course, inspired by our own intuitive medium, Rita McRae. Thank you. We're going to share with you uh, more and more the trend we see of people turning to, I'll call it non-traditional counsel, by reaching out to people with intuitive gifts to help make significant decisions in life. I love it. I, I love having a spiritual counseling practice. I love the evolution and the freedom that my clients and I have uh, during the during our sessions, and we will share with you uh, fun and exciting stories, and see where you land on on having uh, a medium as your new life coach. So, thanks so much for joining us. You just listened to Soul Sessions with Solstice, and we will catch you next week. See you next week. Thank you for tuning into Soul Sessions with Solstice. 
Please join Delana Davis and Rita McRae next Friday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, have a great weekend and just as good a week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff, and management.